What is up, guys? Welcome to the Sup World Show. Thanks for coming back and listening, where we try to give valuable information on business, entrepreneurship, management. Thank you for joining us. Episode number two is going to be today's top three. A little bit of a different format. Um, we are going to basically do top threes based on different categories. So my top three is going to be top three marketing hacks. Jeff's top three is pinch me moments in business. And Jordan's going to be giving you his top three systems implemented in business. Who's first? Jeff, let's start out with you. Number three or number one? Let's go top three. So I, when I came with this, number three, obviously moment. I can talk a lot about business, but I, I wanted to just start off with some stories. And I just think in life and business, there's some pinch me moments and I thought maybe people want to hear them. So my number three is when we started and took our brand to Oklahoma city. So when you would have, if you would have asked me before, like two years in three years into our business, if we'd be in Oklahoma city, I would have said, absolutely not. It wouldn't have made any sense, but Dustin, used to work there and jumped in and said, let's do it. Let's start one in Oklahoma City. We have no idea where we were going. We literally called up a couple of realtors that were there that we didn't even know. And I don't even remember how it all went down, but just, it was a pinch me moment at that grand opening. You know, I know you guys worked, Jordan worked super hard. He, he moved down there on his own, super young, got everything started. We did a lot of outreach. And, you know, the fact that a couple months in, you know, we ended up having an apartment there. Obviously we were young, we were bachelors, it was fun. KD was still in town, Westbrook. So I was excited to be down there watching Smoking the City Thunder games. Those were the days. Right. Yeah. So to me, just when that grand opening happened and just to see the success, because you know, we knew that that Ridge store, our second store in Wichita, on the west side of Wichita, had opened, I don't know, a year and a half before that. And we, we kind of saw what like a good store could do. But we knew those were all our friends, all of our family. And so for me, when we went to Oklahoma City, not knowing what to expect and having that killer grand opening, that was one of my my favorite pinch me moments. Right. And just a little background. So we're all supplement world leaders uh, started in the Wichita area. So yeah, I think I agree with Jeff on, I mean, moving to a different market is a huge transition and a huge step and can be a big eye opener. Um, I'm really curious to see what one and two is. Cause to me, when you really think about it, us all being from Wichita and going into a brand new market where we knew nobody, and opening that store to me is like, that's number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it could have been very easily. Especially knowing that it actually went really well right. for our first one in a new market. So, What's, I'm so say third, third pinch me moment for Jeff is Oklahoma uh, City Oklahoma market. City, new market, new market. That's a good one. Number three for Jordan is so top three around. system. Which I have no idea what Jordan's going to say. Yeah, we're going to bounce around. And so we'll start know. with Jeff, then we'll go Jordan, then we'll go me. Yeah, so this was a tough one. I mean, we've obviously changed a lot of things about our business over the years and consistently tried to adapt and come up with new things and better ways of doing things. Um, but one thing that it may seem very minute, but especially from a leadership standpoint when it comes to scheduling and everything else that we're doing, uh, getting and starting to use Connect Team, which is something that we mm -hmm. just started doing, honestly, within it's been like a year. Mm -hmm which now I can't even imagine what I was doing before with as many employees as we have going through and making an Excel spreadsheet on how to do scheduling and, you know, our lack of communication, which, I mean, group me and connect team, both of those two things, I think were a huge thing from a business standpoint and having better communication with our staff and having a better way of implementing different things that are going on. And you know, when you have changes that, you know, throughout the day and just stuff like that, I mean, I think 
from the standpoint of group me and communication is great, but also connect team, which has the capabilities of doing it as well. But from a scheduling standpoint, using connect team is something, especially if you have a business where you're continuing to grow and add more employees, it's getting more and more difficult to figure out people's schedules and their availabilities and whatever else having a tool like connect team is, so, like, is a must have. So explain what connect team is and how it's different from what we used to do. So connect team is a fully involved, like scheduling program, which I'm not even doing it justice by saying a scheduling program. It has so many different capabilities in there that things that we haven't even touched on yet. And we've kind of played around with it and just the messaging programs. There's employee of the month awards that you can give away. There's all sorts of different things that you can do with this thing. But the biggest thing is that it, it gives our employees the, the opportunity to go in and change their availability dates if they have scheduling conflicts and whatever else. And if there's an, a scheduling error, they can communicate with each other and changing things up a little bit versus before everything was done through an Excel spreadsheet. So mm -hmm. I literally had one spreadsheet for at the time what I think was five stores. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you just kind of. You kind and of I literally, highlight and color. It was all color coded. And so it was just your name across the column, color coded, what store, what hours you're working at. And it, the, how many errors can happen with that when people are just zooming in on this picture where it's not actually like a interactive app with the way that connect team is, mm -hmm. uh, is definitely something that like, I can't, I can't even imagine with 20 something employees. Now I can't even imagine well, I, just the thought of doing that. I just downloaded the app sadly <laughs> because I wasn't around the schedule. So I wanted to pick up a couple of shifts right. in the last few weeks. And it was really nice to know when I got that alert that, Hey, you, you're supposed to clock in. I'm like, Whoa, well, yeah, I, I mean, know I was the, working the reminders that come on there, like when your shift starts and the location settings and all this different stuff. I mean, like I said, there, there's so much in this program that we haven't even touched yeah. on yet. Yeah. And there's, I mean, to my knowledge, there's plenty of different platforms out like this one connect team, but, uh, we did, we did quite a bit of research for a couple of weeks before we chose on one. And I think connect team versus some of the other ones, like if you're in a retail space or you're doing scheduling, I think connect team is a, is a pretty, yeah. pretty sweet hack. Huge tool. Yeah. I was not expecting you to say that on the third, but you know, group me obviously too, hand in hand with that. Group me was a huge, and I think that was like kind of right when I came. These are on. apps you guys can just download. They're pretty cool. Because you guys were still doing everything through email in the very beginning. Well, well, we, we were like texting, we had like six texting, or just big, email. big text groups, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But at the time, we had what probably four or five staff members. So right. Okay. Cool. Well, what's number one. three for Dustin and marketing hacks? So I got three marketing hacks. Uh, my number three is going to be a reward system that you can implement. And this should apply to pretty much any industry, especially retail. But coming up with a great reward system, implementing it, and uh, using it to your, to your benefit with customers. So giving a customer a reason and incentive to stay loyal with you, I think, is a huge, huge tool you can use. And our reward system... You know, there's plenty of reward systems out there. Um, I think a great part of the reward system is being able to attain customer information. So that can apply to also any industry. Um, sometimes it may be hard, depending on what you're doing, to get, you know, a customer's email address or phone number, all their contact information, their address. Um, having some sort of reward system in place to justify getting that information and, of course, you know, being able to follow up and, and uh, use that to your advantage as far as customer retention goes is big. And when we say reward system, so ours is the VIP reward system at Supplement World. And if uh, anybody who shops with us knows that this isn't just your basic average scorecard at Dick's, you know, it's, it's a legit program. Um, you're getting real value from it. Uh, you're getting 
true incentives to continue to shopping with us. You know, we're giving away free AirPods, free iPads, Fitbits, free products. So it, it's a it, it's a real legit reward system. And you know, I think how you do it really matters. Um, you know, you can you can go big with it. And and I bring up like Dick's scorecard because there's like yeah, I said, what's wrong with Dick's <laughs> throwing some shade at Dick's? Well, I mean, there's a lot of reward systems out there, and I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of them. It's just I don't even pay attention to a, any of them. So a, a gimmick, yeah. Right. Um, but having having a legit reward system where people see like, okay, wow, I can actually get a pair of free Apple AirPods. You know, if I if I accumulate this many points, has uh, has been huge for us. So I think that's my number three marketing. So hack. kind of touch on that with how that relates back to marketing for us in our business specifically. I mean, obviously a reward system is great everywhere, but kind of let people know like what we're utilizing with the information that we're getting from people and like how we're utilizing that in different marketing aspects. Right. Well, I mean, the reward system in itself is going to be a customer retention tool. So you're giving, you're giving people incentives to continue shopping with you and hopefully give them a reason to not go to your competitor, not shop online or, or whatever else to, um, you know, give them that idea that there's something waiting at the end of the road here. If I keep shopping with you. Um, but as far as collecting the information on top of that phone numbers, emails, addresses. These are things we get with the VIP reward systems that we also use as customer retention tools to reach out and follow back up. Right. Well, I was going to say, we give away a lot of free products. No, Lately, no, it's yeah. really been picking up. So it's 700 points equivalent to like $700 in purchases. They actually get a free product, $70. So they're getting 10% back on their money, which is a great value. But for those that like to stack up their points, I know for a fact we were giving away, back when we were giving away Beats, like three, four a month, Beats by Dre headphones, and then iPads. I know probably every other month giving away a $400 iPad. Yeah. So I think it is one of the best reward systems. When somebody asks me, cause we do help people in other cities um, when they ask advice, they're opening a supplement store. And that's the first thing I text them a picture of is our loyalty. I said, you got to do this. Got to get it. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't already have some sort of customer retention rewards, something that you're giving back the customer for staying loyal with you, it's a good idea to implement something like that. So, all right. Hello. Number two for pinch me moment. So this was going to be my number one, but I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, I guess there'll be two. So definitely the first time we had a huge Black Friday. And there's a few different stories I can tell on this, but the first, the first real Black Friday, this was probably year two for us. I know we didn't really have one year one. And we had two stores and Dustin called me at like seven in the morning. He's like, I was still in bed. He's like, dude, there's already a line. And this is back when we didn't open until nine. Mm-hmm. So we didn't say we were going to be there at eight. So at 7 a.m., he was there like printing off papers to, to get ready for the, the sale. And we already had a line. And I remember getting there and just being like, this is crazy. And there's this funny video because Dustin had to rush over to Andover, our first store in East Wichita, to, to get the employees prepped on what to do. It was me and Alex Curry working Ridge store and we let everyone in at once. And it wasn't like a ton the first year, but you just see me just like, look around, like, what am I supposed to do? It's freezing cold. We wanted to let people in the store. And this is coming from a space to where we're used to no more than at most two customers in the store one time. (laughs) So that's why it's such a pinch me moment. I think for Jeff and just overall is having that many bodies in our tiny little 1200 square foot store at one time to see that people were waiting in line and freezing cold to come to our store was definitely a pinch me moment, but I, that wasn't even my first thought. My first thought on the pinch me moment was the year four when the line was wrapped around the freaking store yeah. for two hours, two or three hours. I, I actually don't think the line ended until like noon so or, or 11 a.m., something crazy. So there was actually a line outside for over four hours. Those people didn't wait four hours, but people were showing up and there was still 
a line, you know what I mean? For four straight hours. And what was the offer in year two okay, that you're talking so about? So the offer year two, I don't think we gave away free products in year two. But year three, we definitely did. Year three is that's... Yeah. So yeah. year three and year four, why we... we I was going to get into that. Why we had such success is we said, screw it. We're going to give away some free products. No catch. No, Dustin didn't want any... No strings, strings attached. attached. It yeah. was literally, you're getting a free product. You don't have to buy anything. You, you just walk in, show up in the show store. up. And guess what? About 15% of people did. They just showed up, grabbed their free product and left. Is that annoying? No, not really. Cause we advertised it. So, uh, but we were shocked how many people actually were like, no, you're doing killer deals. You're doing 50% off for two hours on, on the, this many products. And so it, we knew after the second, after the first time doing that, we're always going to do it. Even if there is a handful of people that come with their friends and there's, sit there. There's and, definitely that, oh shit moment there for a beginning. The first time that we did it, how many people like those first, because inevitably when people hear free products, the first people in line are the people that are coming in to get free products. Yeah. Like they're waiting in line. They want something for free. They're not buying anything. So I remember being at South Oklahoma City. First year we did it. And just a handful of customers came in. It was Mesomorph at the time. Grabbed oh, a Mesomorph. That's a killer. Yeah. That's All right, see ya. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I think I was still shocked, though, at the end of the day, because your initial thought when we're doing this huge Our margin. Free, well, when you're doing this, this free product, no strings attached promotion, and you see this huge line wrapped across the building, your first thought is, okay, how many free products are we going to get away? And how many people are, going to, are we going to deal with today that have absolutely zero interest in actually buying a product? But I think I was still surprised at the turnout of the number of people who actually did uh, not just want the free product. So giving yeah. stuff away for free, um, you know, it has, it, it's a catch 22. It can be great. It can, it can be bad. Right. Um, depends on how you use it. But on my list that did not make the top three was walking into a health club and seeing like, no joke, this is not an exaggeration, like 15 people wearing our shirts. And I was like, there's only 50 people working out. A third of them are literally wearing a Subworld shirt. And because we were giving away a lot of shirts. To me, that was cool to see that our brand had been grown to that. In, in what market? Oklahoma City? Wichita. Wichita. Uh, both both at, at some point. But this one, particularly that Vasa, when we had the new, when that Subworld design came out and literally walked in. Oh, yeah. And then and then at West Central, uh, the General South Club one time, we had those no days off shirts and we gave away a ton. And literally one guy came up to me, he's like, Jeff, I had to stop wearing the shirt, dude. Everyone else in here is wearing it every day. So that was a cool moment to see that. But yeah, for I sure. That, kind of that same thing at South Oklahoma City. We were giving away shirts all the time before mm-hmm. we opened. And yeah. by the time the ball got rolling, like, and it was just the generic heathered gray shirts, mm-hmm. Supplement World, Andover, Wichita, OKC. Mm-hmm. And everybody was wearing Gotta those. Got to give attention. stuff away. Absolutely. It was, but anyhow, so Black Friday for me, pinch me moment. Number two for me, Black Friday, blowing up, seeing lines around the building. What's Jordan Shaw's number two system? So I think this, I don't know if it'll really shock you guys. And again, it's kind of taking a different aspect of it, but. And I don't think sales progression is really the white wording of it. But in the very beginning, when I came on with you guys, discounting and like pricing integrity was all over the place. And there's obviously you guys had just started the business, giving out any type of deals you could just to make sales and whatever else. But what I saw was that as new new guys came in and Alex was starting to work and I was working or whatever, it caused a lot of confusion with some of these regular customers like, oh, well, that's not the deal I usually get from Jeff or, oh, Dustin hooks it up better than that. So inevitably what ended up happening is there was a lot of frustration from customers because there was no cohesiveness when it came to like what deals you could get, what discounts you could get or whatever. So I really think that implementing some type of sales program and what's allowed was a huge factor for us. And I mean, we use the term sales progression because, you know, the more things you buy, the better deal you kind of get. But 
I think that's a really big thing for our business and what's allowed us to kind of scale up to that next level, because obviously, you know, we're in the retail space, we're a customer service based company, but you know, above anything else, but we obviously have to sell products and the more recommendations that we can make and get people better results and feel better when day to day health or wellness or whatever it may be, excuse me. Um, the more things that you can get in their hands, inevitably, the better they're going to feel, the better results are made. There's always more things that people need to take, obviously, with you know, to to a limit. But I mean, offering those deals to people where they feel hooked up when they're adding on one other thing or whatever, else, whatever it may be, is definitely a huge factor. For sure, totally agree. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm to blame for a lot of that. So I remember this at the time we just had the two stores, and I was always working Ridge at least, and, and I that was my area. So I went to Bishop Carroll High School, that was right next door. I worked at those health clubs, so a lot of people were coming in. So I had to tell, like, I felt like I had to be there those first three months, and when somebody would come in that I know, I'd be like, "Hey, Alex Jordan, this this guy, take care of him a little bit," you know. And and I did get some texts for a while, but you know, you, you want to take care of your people. They are used to seeing you for the first year and you are like making them think you're getting these crazy deals and, and we're giving a free shirt every time we got a new shirt or a new shaker. So that, that was definitely a huge thing that you guys did and having those sales systems. I, I remember yeah. that being, a, and, and I felt super guilty about what you guys had to put up with. Was well, and like, it, it totally made sense. It's yeah. not, I mean, if I was in your guys' position, I would have been doing the right. same thing. Obviously you have people that you want to come and spend money with you. You're going to try to take care of them. You feel like you owe that to people. Like when you're friends and family yeah, and stuff, come in like, okay, we're a small business. Like I'm, I'm going to hook it up versus, you know, the, really the way that you should look at it. Like now, if I go to somebody's small business, like I don't ask, I don't want a discount. I'm not asking for a discount. I'm here to support you and whatever right. it may be. Like, I don't, I don't need you to hook me up. Like I'm here to support that you. That was a cool, a cool moment when you did have friends that would come in and say, I don't want a discount. Yeah. I'm like, well, wait, what? Well, I'm good. I'm doing it, man. And no, don't give me a discount. I can yeah. think of three or four people right off the top that always say it and still say it to this day. And so of course I still want to give them samples or whatever I can, but I'm like, no, 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 man. Like I, I'd expect a little bit, you know, you're right. I don't go into their stores asking for discounts. You know, I love yeah. helping people. I like tipping too. I like taking care of kids when they're out selling Kool-Aid, you know, stuff like that. I think that. that's a good pro tip. If you have, if you have friends or family who right. own a business, don't ask for discounts. Yeah, dude. It's just not cool. I mean, I understand that you have that personal connection and that you may be able to slide a little discount, but I mean, is your $5 off worth, you know, not giving the full potential of what it, it, diminishing the value of what your friend is offering or what they're selling. It's just annoying. But on top of that, I mean, think about what like your overhead cost is in the very beginning. Like you're really trying to figure out all your systems and where's your break even point and whatever else. And that couple of dollars here and there with, you know, hundreds of customers over a month, like it, it adds up. It makes sure. a big difference. And so. as a business owner, you kind of feel obligated. Like, you know, a, a friend or family member comes in and asks for a discount you kind of feel that obligation and you feel bad and it puts, it puts the business owner in an awkward situation, right? You know, cause uh, generally a business is not developed and formed around giving discounts to friends and family. It, right. There, there's either a product or a service that is sold for a set dollar amount. And that's, you know, how you make your margins, how you make your profit. And uh, you know, it, well, and it get, going back to what yours was is also, we have that rewards program, you know? Yeah. So like, I have a cousin that comes in. He's been coming in for nine and a half years buying expensive stuff. And I do hook him up and it's fine. But when I told him, Hey, you got a ton of points. He's like, Jeff, you've been giving me discounts. I don't need to use the points, but I should be doing it the opposite way. <laughs> it's letting me know, you know, you got these huge rewards coming back your way. So yeah, it was something I had to get overcome myself was, you know, and not knowing because I'd never been in retail. I just, I just wanted to take care of people. And so also, Another reason we we're giving discounts is we were getting products, some of sitting for free. 
So people would send us free products to, you know, because we placed samples a big order. Yeah. Well, not samples. They were literally oh, okay, giving us yeah. box of free products. And in our mind, <laughs> this is how we're going to make money. You know, yeah. we got thousand dollars worth of crap for free. So I would be like, oh, this didn't cost me anything. It's supposed to cost them 40. I can sell it for 20 and still make $20, you know, which that's backwards thinking, but it's how I thought. And I think the works. biggest thing like is, and I, like I said, a sales program or sales progression or whatever isn't really like, I don't, that's not the verbiage I like to use because at the end of the day, it's like, we're trying to figure out a way to bring more value to our mm -hmm. customers through like, hey, letting you know, like obviously like if you buy this, one pre-workout there's only so much margin i can't really do that much for you but if you stack a couple other things on there i can get you a better deal it's not about oh i'm trying to upsell you and sell you a bunch of stuff that you don't need right let's figure out what you need what type of results you're trying to achieve what, whatever it may be and we can you know get you a little bit better deal on these group of things rather than just what this one thing you came in for right Dustin's number two marketing. Hack. Let's go on to number two marketing hack. So we started with number three reward system. Number two, I'm going to go with Google reviews. So if you're in the Wichita or Oklahoma city area, even if you're not Google supplement world, you're going to see a lot of Google reviews for every single store. So this marketing hack, I'm going to say Google reviews in general. I mean, obviously you can apply that to maybe Yelp, but let's be honest at the end of the day, Google is, I feel like the king of yeah. search engines and that's what people use to find things. So getting and attaining Google reviews, but here's the catch with Google reviews or online reviews in general is you got to execute. You have to be delivering a, either a great product or a great service to expect great Google reviews. So you can't be putting out subpar service, subpar products, and just an average business and expect to be able to get all these Google reviews. So number one, you have to be on the ball with what you do. You have to be executing in a great way with whatever it is you do. So what people, what people say really matters and other people seeing what people say about you really matters. So that's why I think number two, marketing hacks, um, getting Google reviews and asking your customers to leave you Google reviews is huge. So I was going to say, other than asking, how, how do you get them? <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, and we, we've done, I mean, I'll let you kind of touch on this. Yeah. Well, like I said at the beginning, you have to be offering some, you have to be doing a great job at whatever it is you do. And when, when you do a great job, you can then ask the customer. And you can ask the customer in many different ways. I mean, we have systems to where emails go out to customers after maybe their first time in the store. And these are automated emails that go out asking uh, for the customer to leave us a review only if we did a great job though. So like I said, you can't, you can't be having an average service, an average product, and then asking for reviews because you're just, you're probably not going to get them. Well, and I think the biggest thing for us, and I think this goes, you know, really across the board with any business. I and mean, we are talking about companies that you get on Google, whether you're searching for something or whatever you come across it, that just has amazing Google reviews. And me, the way that I look at that and my draw to, you know, go to that business or go to that restaurant or whatever is they've obviously provided a very high end experience, not just, Oh, the food is great here. Like those are just going to be mediocre reviews, like a three star review. Like, Oh yeah, the food is great. Service was okay or whatever, but fake almost. Yeah. Right. But if you really provide an experience for your customers, whether they come in and get a, you know, buy a smoothie or get a free smoothie or buy a protein bar or whatever, you know, they, we want to give those people the same experience as someone that comes in and spends, you know, $150 on a weight loss kit or whatever. But you have to be able to provide that experience that justifies people going in and leaving a five-star review. Right. Right. And on top of what you said too, not just are people going to look at what has the most reviews. I don't think many people are going to page two or three when you Google something. 
No. You're never. looking at the top one, two, or three, right? Never. It's never. almost never is anyone. I do it like once when I'm really looking deep for something. I've done it like once a year, but it's very rare that I'm looking on page two of Google to look up a business. Or by the time you get to page three, you're on a completely yeah. different topic. You're looking yeah. at really strange stuff. Well, everything's super accessible. So if somebody really wants to know about your business, they're going to find out and they're going to find out through what other people have to say. And most likely in a lot of cases, it's going to be through Google reviews or Facebook reviews or Yelp reviews. So like I said, we're, we're in a day and age that it doesn't matter how loud you shout and how loud you scream and the biggest ad that you can make. Um, you have to do a great job at what you're doing and capitalize on that by afterwards asking the customer, maybe give them some sort of incentive to leave you a review. Awesome. Well, moving on number to two. number one for everybody. So I'll go my number one pinch me moment in business definitely has to go back to the beginning. Our first store, there's a story we haven't even got to tell you guys about our first store is I was actually working at the jo- at my job still. Dustin and Nick were setting up the store for the last 90 to 120 days. I literally had hardly been to Andover, which was about 20 miles east of where I was at. And they were kicking butt, taking names, you know, promoting this thing. I was being the silent partner because I didn't want, obviously Dustin quit his job and I didn't want people to know I was his partner because I just was going to look bad because he was one of my star salesmen working for us. So I actually didn't get to the grand opening of Andover until like, 1230 or one o'clock and they opened at nine. And so Dustin calls me up at like 11. He's like, are you kind of curious how your business is doing? I'm like, yeah, actually I am. I'm super. And he's like, dude, we're killing it. Like there's so many people here. The chamber of commerce is coming. So I just say, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave for a couple hours. I had that ability to leave work. And uh, cause I work 65 hours a week. So I could do that kind of stuff. And I get there and I never left. <laughs> I got there and literally there's 30 people in the store and I'm literally like, what the what the heck? I look, there's like six proteins left on the shelf. Cause of course we were very under product. Is that the word? <laughs> we didn't have enough product. Understocked for sure. And there's people there. I know from the West side of Wichita driven all the way out there. The chamber of commerce comes, I do a ribbon cutting and I sat there and literally pinched myself. I was like, this is not happening. This is crazy. Like it worked. Turns out it was our worst store of all time, but that grand <laughs> opening was unbelievable. Uh, do you, what are your memories of me not being involved? in <laughs> Uh, I mean, like you said, I think you were kind of just a silent partner at first. I mean, you had kind of a situation where your family, you you had this family business that was never really into this big retail side of things like we were doing. And you're also kind of trying to hide it because you didn't know if if you were going to be able to quit your job at that point. Right. Uh, But I think you saw the potential when you came day one. And that's kind of when you made your mind up like, right. okay, this thing's probably going to work. Look at all these customers. This thing has potential. Well, they, so. they also did a block party for us that night. Yeah. So the retail strip center did a block party that night. Oh, it was a ch- that. I think yeah. it was the Metro Andover Grill. Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, yeah. Metro we Grill. We had like a band out there. There was a band. There was food. We were drinking a little bit. And I just remember Dustin and I just hanging out in the back of the store. And he's like, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> it was. He said it just like that. He said, like, this <laughs> is the greatest day of my life. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't. You know, you hope, you hope it's going to be great. Yeah. You don't really know all that work, all that effort, all the time, all the marketing they did to see that fruit that pay off. You right. know, the I think come. what blew my mind the most, and I still can go back here mentally, is, and I remember that moment of us sitting in the back of the store outside at the very end of the day after the day was over. And I did tell Jeff, man, I think this might be the greatest day of my life. And it's just that feeling. I mean, number one, I was 21 and uh, had zero experience in business whatsoever. But just the thought of like, we pulled something out of thin air, like zero sales, we're going to be here. I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but just right. like 
we pulled however much we did in volume that day and all these customers that came in that day out of thin air, like this never existed unless we were here and we did this. So it was kind of a crazy thought. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, to I, this day, it's still, still the, the greatest grand opening as far as, you know, like I said, hoopla and what, what the community came together for us. Numbers wise, I think it was last place. But we, <laughs> we also hustled. I think we had, we had a grand opening date, I think set for probably 30 four, plus days. Four, well, a month and a half. Yeah, I mean, we, we set our grand opening way in advance when we were ready. I mean, the store was ready to open, I think, when we announced when our grand opening oh, was going to yeah, be. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, can you start selling stuff if people walk by? Right. You, you guys like, know no, me. Like, I, I was, hate missing sales. I would tell Jordan, Jordan, if a customer walks in, don't tell them we're not open. Freaking sell them something. I want sales. So we spent a solid 40 days just guerrilla marketing, just yeah. blowing that town up with flyers, just There's a huge YMCA cars at the right mall. Next. And I mean... Just what we, we, it's all we knew. We, we came from, we came from gym membership sales. So what we knew is you got to go out and get the sales. You got to go out and hustle and market and guerrilla marketing, uh, still kind of is our bread and butter a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we still really utilize. Yeah, guerrilla I think marketing. I'm one of the best. That's kind of my strong trait is doing stuff like that. That's what I grew up on. But. So do you feel like, and this is kind of a question for both of you guys. Do you feel like ever since then you've been chasing that same high? in different aspects of the business. Do you, do you feel like at any point in time you're ever going to have that same feeling that you had from day one? No, no, no it's hard no. to do. Damn. That's why I say Oak and OKC was not near. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It, makes it was, sense like, now, it was yeah. like, I feel like our family, our friends really took notice about OKC because they're like, oh, it's not some little tiny rinky dink crappy store they opened. They realized, hey, we got something going because it was our third one. And then it was in, in a different market. market. What's funny it in retrospect, the same high, right? But what's funny in retrospect is that day one in Andover was still kind of like a false hope of a day. It I mean, was. Yeah, that's that store. We it obviously we, we know what happened after that, right? Day one felt amazing, but uh, it was kind of a lie. Day four was really humbling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was like months before we had a day where our staff texted us and we were like, oh. But what's funny is we've never since then had a grand opening that was that felt that successful with that many people and that much hype that just died like literally the day after. I mean, yeah. we had a decent little hangover the day after with some traffic, but it was like day three on dead. Yeah. Yeah. What about Harry and Oliver? I mean, Harry and Oliver was obviously the best was grand crazy. opening ever. Well, what? well Ammon passed it. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Sales wise? Harry and Oliver. Yeah, it, it was. Blew a records away, Dustin. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to say numbers, that was our, but it blew. That was our number six store. You predicted like five grand, and it would have way more than that. But didn't, didn't we have a big drop off there, too? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think it. Not yeah, as much. No, nothing no. ever. Nothing, Ridge Road, nothing ever like Andover. Supple, Ridge Road in Wichita and South OKC were the only two that after grand opening kept kicking butt. And we're like, whoa, we got something here. Those are by yeah. far. East Central even tailed off a little bit. It definitely tailed off. So anyhow, that's my number. My number one is pinch me moment. Thank you guys for listening to mine. Jordan, what's your number one? So this was a tough one. Um, one of my ones that I was trying to decide on is something we kind of touched on in a meeting before we did the podcast. But I think I'm going to go with inevitably thank you cards. Ooh, I mean, yeah. I think this is something that, you know, we kind of funny story and I'll kind of circle back to my point, but I saw one of the original supplement world thank you cards at the Ridge Road store the other day that I had never seen before. It's on my desk. What did it look like? Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. A <laughs> folded, a folded oh, like the old, like logo. a greeting card. Yeah. Yeah. I had never seen those it. before. It said thank you printed on in the front. It was just a blank folding greeting card i'd never seen that before gianna looked at it and she's like what the hell is this where was it was it was in the somewhere back somewhere in my office somewhere in his office box. something it's sitting out on the front it's counter of my wow. boxes of i'd like to see that during the wreck 
Yeah, but obviously this is something that, you know, from back in my complete nutrition days, we did. Um, we did a little bit different there. Like literally every single customer that came in the store every single day got a thank you card. So to me, explain that handwritten thank you cards. So like the way that we do thank you cards and the way that it should be structured and done, um, from my point of view to really convey a good heartfelt meaning, like meaningful thank you card is you need to touch on something that like a personal experience, like something you had some type of communicate communication with, with your customer in your consultation. And you're referring back to that. So maybe it has something to do with their weight loss goals or their job or their kids or something they're going through in their personal life or whatever. And truly like letting them know, Hey, listen, we're here for you no matter what, like this is a safe space for you. Anything you need related to health, wellness, like just overall well-being come here. We got you. Let me know if you need anything. And that's, that's what we want out of our thank you cards. We want to let people know like, Hey, we're here for you. Like if you want to come in and just sit at the bar and talk for a little bit, that's totally fine. Like whatever we can do to help. And obviously mental health is a huge thing, um, right now. And it always has been, but especially right now, and that that's aspects of our business that we've slowly started to go into with like cortisol levels and mental well-being and whatnot. But going back to thank you cards. I mean, obviously it's a huge retention builder, letting people know, Hey, listen, we really appreciate you shopping with us. It means a lot. Um, you just don't get that anymore. It's a personal touch. It's a very personal touch. It's really the, the kind of cherry on top when it comes to the experience that we provide in our stores. Like that's the last little thing that's like, Oh wow. That's a nice little bow. Yeah. And it's, it's not an automated email. No, you know, it's not some pre-automated text message. You know, this is a handwritten genuine thank you card. Uh, bad handwriting sometimes. Like if it's from yeah. me, from it, if it's from me, you know it's real. It's but like, if it's real, it's real. So I mean, it, it, is, it is totally. What real. I like about this too, Jordan, is that the things you guys are talking about. You don't have to be a business owner, or entrepreneur to to put these in, you know, your lives. It can be a handwritten thank you card. Can go for anything. It can go for if you're in the service industry, if you have a job, if you're in sales. You don't have to be a business owner to implement these ideas. And so, thank you card. I loved it. It was a great thing and to do. And, and you're not going to get a lot of feedback. I want to warn people. You're going to send hundreds of thank you cards. You're you're not going to get a lot of, you know, like, hey, wow, that was awesome. It's just kind of because they're not used to it. And some people don't know how to say thank you. So don't expect a ton of feedback back on those. But just know it works. Yeah. Thank you cards are huge. Huge part of our business. We'll, we'll, we'll always, we'll always what do. What is Dustin's number, number one? one? All right. To finish this off, number one marketing hack. I'm going to go with text message marketing. Oh. Text message marketing. So I ran a little stat, um, and this is something we implemented, what, I'd say probably three years ago. Uh, We implemented it right when it was still on the very cusp. Like, it was kind of strange at the time when we we implemented it to to get, like, a a business automated text message. Um, But I, I looked up a little stat before we did the podcast. A text message open rate for marketing is 98 percent 98 out of 100 I guess people. 80 when he asked me this morning and i don't know why 98 makes sense it's yeah. crazy though jordan can you guess what an email open rate is 30 percent. no it's 20 is an average i think it's 10 for us it's it's 10 to 15 it's it's gonna it's gonna vary based on how often you send emails what kind of industry you're in but regardless, I mean, the overall average for all industries is 98% open rate for text messages. So we, we tread very lightly on our text message ads because they are so effective. And uh, I, I didn't look up a stat for opt-out, but I know it's very high. If you send out 100 text messages um, for an ad campaign, whatever it may be, I guess maybe depending on what industry you're in, you're probably going to get a good 20% opt-out. People are going are gonna to reply stop and opt-out. 20 out of 100? No kidding. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's huge. I mean, pe- 
it's 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 kind of one of those gray areas and, and i like the text message ads because or the text message marketing because i i do feel like we're in a time period of text message marketing to where like email marketing was probably in like the late 90s or early 2000s yeah. because when email marketing first popped up um you know your, your, your inbox wasn't filled with ads on a daily basis like it is now. I mean, you, 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 you know, you open your inbox. Um, most people open their inbox every morning and see probably uh, five marketing e emails uh, and maybe one email that. that is from somebody. So I feel like we're kind of in that time with text message marketing, and I don't think it'll last forever, but I feel like we are going to capitalize on it, and I feel like people should capitalize on it while it's here. I don't think it's going to last And it's forever. not free either. So It's yeah. expensive. Ours is very expensive. When you have 30, 40, 50,000 phone numbers in a database, I mean, mm -hmm. it's not free. So. Well, and this goes back to number three, the reward system of being able to collect customers' information. We collected phone numbers long before yep. we even had anything to do with them. So we, we, we knew it was coming. for every new customer, we collect a phone number, an email address, an address, and then their first and last name. Um, and of course, a zip code along with that to, to run different reports with. But yeah, when we started collecting phone numbers, we had no idea what we were going to, what we were going to do with them. Um, and this goes back to that reward system being, having some reason, some way to attain your client's contact info. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're now in the, 40 to 50,000 number range with, with uh, text message. Contacts. So for instance, shameless plug, if we got a sale coming up next Monday, uh, we sent out a text message for it. How fast do you guys see customers walk in the door? Oh, within the first 20 minutes. Guys, that's crazy. This, he's not joking. Oh, Sometimes yeah. within five minutes, we'll have five, six people we just coming we, in one I store. I literally send out a message everyone. Hey guys, the text message is about to hit. Get your shit ready. Uh -huh. Make sure your stores are ready. Like everything needs to be yeah. like, it, it's going to happen. I like, stopped right counting. I had the first couple times we did it because I knew it was costing us like at the time, three, 400 bucks to do it. And now it's over a thousand, I think, because of more numbers. But I asked the people to send me how many. And after like 30 tallies, I, was, I gave it. I was like, I don't even need to know. This oh, works. Yeah. I don't even need to track it. The like thing is, there's like, nothing to track once you know it's profitable. Like Dustin said, I mean, we're living in a text message world and this relates to all kinds of, I have vendors that will tell me, Hey, listen, like if you do, if you don't want to email to me, you can just text me your orders or whatever. That's I'm nice. like, I do everything when it comes to the business. Like I do everything through email. Yeah. Like, I don't like doing stuff through text message, but I was just telling Tanner this morning, we're trying to set up all these interviews. We're going through a new hiring process right now. And every single person that I called and left a message to try to set up an interview, like I probably called 10 people. One person called me back. Yeah. I text eight people, all eight responded. Correct. Yeah. We're living in a text world. And I think we've seen a transition too, to where, you know, maybe in 2010, it was, it, it was kind of strange or maybe a little unprofessional to see a text message. Right. If you didn't know the person very well, it wasn't your, for your friend or family member, but yeah, we've, we've had a transition to, to more businessy things are now transitioning to text. And that's kind of how I felt. Like I always, I always wanted to call people to like schedule interviews because I just feel like it's more professional. I introduce myself on the phone. I can articulate what I'm trying to say better over the phone than over a text message. But just people don't respond to it. People don't engage with that anymore. Yeah. yeah. So we've had to learn with our staff even, you know, sometimes yeah. you're going to call people and back in the day felt like, you know, I'm once again, I'm dating myself, but I'm that old guy, but yeah, texting is the way to go. So people have had to learn, but guys, this was our first top three. I'm excited. We powered through this. Today's oh, yeah, top three. If you guys have anything you want to ask feedbacks, a gift, if you got anything you want to hear, please let us know. And we will be back soon. This is the supplement show. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye -bye.